0: Jesus said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. You guys stand. that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen.
1: God you.
3: Around and forever, amen. amen. Children,
2: a little short on girls up here. I know the prettiest one of all. Heavenly Father. We ask you to bless these children as they go to learn about you, to learn about your kingdom. We pray, Lord, that you fill their heads with an overcoming spirit, Lord, that they will be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen. Bless these kids.
4: Testament lesson this morning is taken from Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 9, commencing. The Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over your fathers. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. For this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks. Thanks be God.
4: Our psalm this morning is Psalm twenty five. Let us read Psalm twenty five responsibly by the whole verse. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul.
1: my enemies.
4: Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed. Who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Remember, O
1: Lord, the and the for they are the whole.
4: Do not remember the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me, for your goodness' sake, O Lord. Good day and night is the Lord, therefore he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. All the paths of the Lord are
1: mercy and truth, besides his kingdom and his testimonies.
4: For your name's sake, O Lord. Pardon my iniquity, for it is great.
1: He
4: He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the earth. My eyes are ever toward the Lord. For he shall pluck my feet out of the net. The troubles of my heart have enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you.
1: Israel, God, all your
4: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
3: The second reading is from Colossians, chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints, because of a hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before In the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit. As it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. As you also learn from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. And this is the word of the Lord.
0: 10 beginning at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested Jesus, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So the man answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But the man, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, the Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And the man said, He who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise be to thee, Lord. Christ.
1: You give life, no man can take, no power. Hallelujah, your shadows will fade, darkness will break, and I'll keep on singing your praise. Nothing can take my heart. Hallelujah, nothing can take my heart. Hallelujah, your shadows will fade, darkness will break, and I'll keep on singing your praise. Oh, nothing can take my heart. Shadows will fade, darkness will break, I'll keep on singing your praise.
5: our praise out of our mouth is hallelujah Lord hallelujah thank you for this day thank you for what you're doing in our lives and thank you what you're doing at St. Michael's we ask you to bless this word in the name of the Father the Son the Holy Spirit amen The gospel reading today is the text I'm going to be using. And I think most of us have heard the story of the Good Samaritan. But today my focus is not going to be on the actual Good Samaritan. It's going to be on the lawyer. Because really when you read this story, this story is about the lawyer. He was a man who was convicted when he got close to Jesus or heard Jesus' words. And you know, every person in the world, no matter who they are, our heart bears witness to the love of God. But just like the lawyer, we want to ju- he wanted to justify himself. If you look at the lawyer, it says he he was testing the Lord. And he knew the law. He asked the Lord, what is it that I must do to inherit eternal life? And he says, well, what does the law say? And he told Jesus what the law said, to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. That's easy and love your neighbor as yourself. If you notice today when we did the confession of sin, we, we confessed to not loving our neighbor as ourselves. And I think that becomes a difficult task. But when the lawyer asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? It said he wanted to justify himself. And what I want to look at today is what are the obstacles that we face that causes us to want to test God or to justify ourselves. And, you know, when we justify ourselves, what we want to do is we want to prove to ourselves that what we are doing is right. And when we are walking with God and we have the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit is always whispering to us. As we read the scriptures, we begin to understand what God requires of us. But being like the lawyer, we want to prove to God what we are doing is right, that it's okay. Justify what I like to the three things I'm going to talk to you about. Justify has an I in it. It's all about me. And I remember the first thing that I tried to teach my children was that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for them. That they might not perish. And the reason I would want to teach them that is it wasn't about them. And so after they would listen to that scripture, I'd read them, I would, I would quiz them. And I would try to explain to him, it's not about your will, it's about His will. Jesus came and gave up His will to die on the cross for us, and we're to follow His example. And what it is for us to do is to give up our will, our desire, and take on His will. And so, compromise is another I. And that's to lower or weaken our standards. We all, I'm good at it. I can compromise on everything. You just lower your standards. You look at the world today. You look at the things that are going on. The standards are not that high. And so what we have to beware of and what we have to check ourselves on, are we lowering our standards to the standard of the world? Are we lowering our standards to fit our lifestyle? And the last thing that we can do is we can marginalize another eye. We can say, well, it's not really that important. We can treat our sin or the things that we're doing as inconsequential. That they don't mean that much. They're insignificant. And what Jesus was dealing with this lawyer was trying to point back to him his shortcomings. Now, the parable that Jesus chose, the parable of of the, the Good Samaritan, it reminds me of a joke, Bishop. But you have to realize that the people of that day did not like the Samaritans. That they hated them. And the joke goes that three people walk into a bar. A priest, very similar, a rabbi, and an atheist. Now all of us when we think of an atheist, we can think an atheist can do no good. They don't believe in God, they're we're not going to deal with them. We just know that they're evil and they're wrong. And this is exactly how this lawyer thought of a Samaritan. That there was something inherently wrong with him or evil about him just because he was a Samaritan. And Jesus uses him as an example of showing mercy and kindness and love to this person who was robbed on the street. Now, Lord, what what can I do in my life to draw closer to you and not always want my own will and my own desire? Because that's the bottom line. If you want eternal life, if you want to walk with God, you have to deny yourself. One of my favorite quotes from Moby Dick was, if you want to obey God, you have to disobey yourself. You have to make a a process of disobeying what you want to do. And I thought on that. I used to wake up in the morning and announce to myself, today, self, I am going to disobey you. I'm not going to follow all the plans that you have for me. I'm going to follow God's plan. You know, where we really find Jesus talking about these attitudes and these things in our life that can help us is in the Beatitudes. Matthew chapter 5. And the first thing Jesus says is, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, a lot of us wonder, like, what, what is poor in spirit? What does it mean to be poor in spirit? Well, one thing it is, I know, is be humble. And to want God's will more than your own will. To not have yourself rise up and think that you're able, but you need Christ. But Jesus says if you want the kingdom of heaven, you have to be poor in spirit. And what I like to do is to really explain it to you. Is look at the opposite of poor in spirit. And one word I could choose to be the opposite of poor in spirit would to be prideful. If you're prideful in your life, you're going to have a hard time coming in to God's kingdom. Because it's not done by our own strength or our own abilities, is it? Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. See, if we want to have all that God has for us, we need to do these things. We need, to have, we need to be poor in spirit. We need to mourn over our sins. See, mourning over sin is a, a godly thing. Because God says those who mourn will be comforted. Do you have things in your life that you can't overcome, that you can't get over? Do you have sins that keep coming up in your life that seem to reoccur over and over again? We need to mourn over those things. We need to feel this deep sorrow that we were offending God. And it says He'll comfort us. By the way, the the first four things in the Beatitudes, there's actually eight Beatitudes, are our attitudes towards God. And the third one is meekness. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. We need to have a meekness. Now, what does that mean exactly? Do you know what the opposite of meekness is? Anger. Are you an angry person? Does you, you fly off? Does your temper fly off when someone does something wrong against you? or if someone cuts you off on the road? Are you cussing under your breath, shaking your fist? If someone uses you, are you angry? That's not meekness. And so God wants us to deal with our anger. He wants us to be meek. Amen? Are we hitting hitting home here? And the fourth attitude that we have towards God is to hunger and thirst after righteousness. To really have a hunger for God. And you know, if we start walking in these other three, God will give us that hunger for Him. It's a God-given hunger. When your spirit is alive, it's just like your body... If you're not hungry for God, something's wrong. Because in your natural self, what happens every day when you wake up? You're hungry. You need to eat something. We need to pray, God, give us that hunger. Well, the next four Beatitudes, uh, they really correlate with the first four. Because if you're poor in spirit, you'll be merciful. And here's what we see with this lawyer that Jesus is trying to explain to him. He's trying to explain to him that the Samaritan, the person he despised, had this tremendous mercy... On people. On this man that he saw injured. Are you merciful? Do you have mercy in your heart? When you see something, do you have a compassion for people? If not, I can tell you what to work on. Work on your pride. Work on being poor in spirit. Because if you're poor in spirit towards God, you'll be merciful towards your fellow man. You'll love your neighbor the way you're supposed to. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The pure in heart are those who've mourned for their sins. If you, if you have a problem with your heart, if your heart is sick, mourn over your sins. Ask God to forgive you. And dwell on those things and say, Lord, help me. Cry out to Him. And it says, those who have a pure heart will see God. You want to see God? Mourn over your sins. Simple, right? Everyone wants to see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. The peacemakers are the meek. Can you be a peacemaker if you're angry? Angry people don't make good peacemakers, do they? A peacemaker is someone who's got a meek heart, a humble heart, a heart that's not angry. A heart that's forgiving. So we need to work on our anger. We need to give our anger up to God. It's so easy to get angry about things today. Everything angers us. And it comes out like this. Can you believe what they're doing? We can be angry at the government. We can be angry at our city. But see, God wants us to be able to see Him. He wants us to be able to lay our anger down and be peacemakers and meek. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If you hunger and thirst after God every day, you'll be persecuted. What I was telling Eric this week, I was telling him, we're in the kingdom, Eric. You know how I know we're in the kingdom? We have tribulation. If you're not being attacked by the devil and those around you in some degree, you're probably not walking in the kingdom. And I can tell you, Bishop, I'm doing pretty well because the tribulation that I'm having is tremendous. You ever have those weeks or days when everything goes wrong? Everything you try to do fails. You have to look at it in a different view. I remember when I was walking the Camino and the gnats, there was a day when the gnats were just attacking. And I used to tell everyone, like, oh, this tribulation, they're just little gnats. They can't hurt you. Don't even worry about it. They're gnats. They're insignificant. Man, you walk for eight hours with gnats buzzing your head. You'll understand that they're not that insignificant. (laughs) There was nothing I could do to get rid of those gnats, those flies. They were in your ears. They were in your eyes. I had my hat. I was running around swinging it. They would leave for a second. But as soon as I put my hat down, the gnats would attack. So I told Eric afterwards, I go, well, I think gnats are worse than I thought they were. (laughs) Nats are tribulation. They're probably not going to kill you. The tribulation that we face today, if we'll call upon God, God will deliver us. Tribulation is built to cause us to become more Christ-like, to stop compromising, to stop justifying, to stop marginalizing our walk with God. God is looking at our hearts, and the people from the outside might not see all these things happening inside of you. But as you lay awake at night in bed and your thoughts are with you, God knows those very exact thoughts. And he is telling us to put all those thoughts in captivity under Jesus Christ. My wife knows me very well. She knows I can... I can justify almost anything, Bishop. It just gets you in trouble. It just gets you in big trouble. I don't want to justify myself. I don't want to lower my standards. I want to serve Him. I want to hunger and thirst after him. And you know, as you do, if, as you'll do those things, you'll be like the Good Samaritan. You'll have compassion on those around you. You know, I love his sto- the story of the Samaritan because he went the extra mile. He not only picked this man up and bandaged him and put him on his donkey. And took him to a hotel or a motel. Hopefully it was a hotel. I think it was a hotel, because the innkeeper was with him on this. The innkeeper was going to go the second mile and take care of this fellow who had been beat up. It wasn't motel Six, okay? He took him to a nice inn. And then his final words to the innkeeper was, you take care of him and when I come back, I'll cover the bill. Lord, teach us not to be like the lawyer in this story. Sorry, John, where are you? But Lord, let us be An insignificant person, Lord, who listens to your voice and obeys you. And Lord, I just ask as we leave today, Lord, that our heart would be stirred. Our heart would be stirred to adjust our attitudes, Lord. To give us the attitudes of the Beatitudes, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you.
2: We'll continue with the prayers of the people.
0: Pray for your Holy Catholic Church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons.
6: That they may be faithful
5: ministers of your word and sacrament.
0: We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake.
5: That our works may find favor in your sight.
0: Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble.
5: That they may be delivered from their distress.
0: Give to the departed eternal rest.
5: That light perpetual shine upon us.
0: We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. And the Holy Spirit,
2: Amen. Peace the Lord be always with you. With Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace.
0: We have a campus cleanup day coming soon. That's August 17th, Saturday, August 17th. And uh, we will be providing pizza. So please come. Please come, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get whatever you want for pizza. So. Well,
2: that's a big draw for me.
0: Okay. All right. I love pizza.
2: Who doesn't love pizza? I love. The, who doesn't like pizza?
0: I don't know, but it's going to be. A, it'll be fun work day. We'll have a good time working together and putting things back together. Uh, otherwise, we have a pretty clear slate uh, work day. Uh, I already mentioned uh, we have a uniform exchange on the same day, and that's it. Bishop, you know we're doing a lot of work around here, and uh, so we can always
2: use a hand. Uh, what is it that we're going to do? The panels. Next Saturday, and that's going to be, that's going to be a task because we're going to put them on the ceilings. And it's all, uh, it's all done to tone down the, uh, the vibration. You know, I know the Beach Boys talk about good vibrations, but there's also bad ones. We just want the good ones. Amen. Listen, uh, Tom Forsman's getting ready to, clear his locker out again. Come on up here, Tom. And, uh, we're going to miss him, but the, the, uh, the good news is he's, he's moving back home, so he will, uh, be there to take care of my daughter and son-in-law. Uh, but he's got some big promotion. He's going to work in Washington, D.C. And, uh, we're really excited for him. Occasionally he promises to come out here because one of his jobs will be to supervise his old job. Yep. And so we're, uh, we're thankful for that.
7: Well, uh, today is my last day at this church, and uh, I dare not say last because last time I came back, I left in 91 and came back in 2015. And so when I came back, I was uh, working for a company that was controlled by Navy SEALs. I was the only Marine uh, that was hired by them, if you can understand. Like Uh, a
2: fish out of water?
7: Special operations guys, and they did not ever let me hear the end of it. Anyway, I have to thank uh, Joey and Margaret Reynolds, uh, because Joey offered this job to me. Which, initially, I was like, yeah, whatever, dude, because you never think that uh, it's going to happen. And lo and behold, two weeks later, this guy from Quantico calls me and says, hey, man, Joey says you're the man. And I was like, okay. And uh, he said, send me your resume. And then a week later, I was in the job. I was truly blown away by it. And then, of course, I had the job. Uh I left the seals and uh the business, and uh so you know working here, uh, I have to thank first uh the choir, and uh, they speak international language of music, and uh the praise that uh that they give it just it warms our hearts greatly, so Katie. Uh, Mike and uh, all the singers. Jesse, uh, you sing your heart out for God, wherever you're at. I mean, sometimes you're a little off tune, so it's (laughs) it's, it's okay. I mean, I I seriously love you pour your heart out. Can't beat it. And then uh, I have to thank uh, the staff, Bishop Kessler, Father James, and uh, everybody else that uh, are in this church, Uh, I have to extremely thank Brittany uh, Mercer, because she was the second person that uh, stepped up to the plate and said, here's the car. Now, it was Jessica's (coughs) car. And the crazy thing about that is, Cody said, Man, you got her car? I'm like, yeah. And I said something about regular oil. And he says, well, the reason why it's running so well because Jessica put uh, uh, the special oil in it. Uh, I'm lost. Well, synthetic. Synthetic. And I'm like, why would you put synthetic, you know, $20 quart oil in that car? Well, it ran. That car ran like tires off. So thank you so much, Brittany. And then, uh, and Sam and Norma and Steve and Marie who opened up their houses. And of course, Bishop Kessler and, uh, Karen. Uh, they really totally, uh, great advice, great guides. Uh, you all have a uh, person amongst your midst that, uh, I'm totally blown away by what she's done. And she's attacking it full bore, and that's Kyla, uh, Sam Norman's granddaughter. She's going to be a marine, or she's going to go try to be a marine. And uh, but she has uh, fervor and aggressiveness like uh, I never seen. I train reconnaissance marines and scout snipers, and historically, right now, I just trained the first female reconnaissance marine at Camp Pendleton. It's it's a hush-hush thing, but it's so what? Uh, she's going to make it. And she's crushing it. She's beaten. she's in the top 10%. And all us purist reconnaissance Marines were like, Phew, man. But she's doing it. And if you can do the job, good on you. Uh, last, as far as uh, my roommates, uh, Ron, Charlie, uh, they. uh We've uh, got a little brotherhood there going on, and it's, uh, it's pretty nice. And uh, uh, I just really, I'm going to miss you guys a lot. And uh, <laughs> watch in August, I'll be right back. <laughs> Way to go. All right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, what this is. Okay, this is a paddle. Really? No, no kidding, Tom. Okay, well. Uh, I'm from the reconnaissance field, Marine Corps Reconnaissance, which is special operations. And uh, when a person leaves, uh, it started with the Carlson Raiders. That's how reconnaissance got started. Okay, reconnaissance Marines got started from the uh, Raiders. And when you would leave that unit, they would give you the paddle, and they would decorate. And the reason why they give you the paddle is because you're going to be missed and it's going to be hard to fill your shoes. If you didn't get the paddle, you are not that good. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I've already received the paddle. Anyway, so, uh, uh, you all are supposed to be giving this to me. <laughs> okay? I mean, if we were a unit, Special operations. And I've been to the churches around here just to check them out. reconnaissance. And I can honestly tell you, this church throws down on praise. Throws down in prayer. Heavy. Okay? Small, special operations. Okay? So it's 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 welcoming to come here on Sundays. Uh, anyway, they would decorate it, and then they would, uh, of course, have a lot of beer. And then uh, everybody would sign it, like I did. And I'm giving this to Bishop Kessler. Because, uh, I might be, uh, you know, I might not come back. I mean, I might be over there and then have to go to Europe or something, you know. And, uh, so, and he'd probably going to retire, and I won't be here for that. Which then we would give him a paddle, right? So, this is his paddle, and, uh, I put all the, uh, Devices that I've dealt with, and that he helped me with, and uh, and I just was lost for words. But uh, I made this uh, little saying. It says uh, to Bishop Doug Kessler: I didn't have dates because he's still here. (laughs) Bishop Doug Kessler, Saint Michael's Church in the CEC, a friend, a leader, and most of all, a brother. God bless and simplify those. So excuse sorry about that. And uh, I'm going to miss uh, miss you guys very much. Thanks.
2: Bless Tom, Father Jim.
1: Are we just anoint his
2: hands. That whatever he touches, it prospers, Lord. And we just uh, we send them out, Lord. We send them out. He always goes in the places to prepare people for harm's way, and we don't even, most of us understand those places, but uh, because of his excellence in preparing those people, he's been raised up, and so we just pray, Lord, that he'll have tremendous influence in the Pentagon and in the uh, Marine Corps, all the places he goes and all the things that he does, Lord, just... Wherever he goes, let him be a light that's shining for Christ in those places. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And don't
0: forget my daughter. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery, as we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us together. Through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise that is the fruit that acknowledge his name, but do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. For such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
1: Come, set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray.
2: Through your goodness, we have these ties and offerings which we bring before you. They will be used in your church for the work you've set before us, and the furthering of your kingdom. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. To your goodness, we have this bread to offer, which earth has given, human hands have made. It will become for us the body of Christ. Blessed are you, Lord God, King of all creation. To your goodness, we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine, work of human hands. It will become for us the blood of Christ. We welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It's made ready for those who love Him and for those who want to love Him even more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little. You who have been here often and you who have not been here long. You who have tried to follow and you who failed come because it's the Lord who invites you. It's His will that those who want Him should meet Him here. So come this morning to the table. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through His cross and resurrection, He freed us from sin and death. He's called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. So everywhere we'll proclaim Your mighty works. For You call us out of darkness into Your own wonderful light. And So with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim Your glory, and we join in their unending hymn Praise, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might,
1: heaven and earth earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest.
2: Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest.
5: Lord, you are holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts, make them holy. So that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread. He gave it to his disciples, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again he gave you thanks and praise and gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith.
2: Christ, Christ is died, Christ is, is risen. risen, and Christ will come again.
5: In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and all clergy. Remember for those whom we now pray. Olivia, Connie, Susan, Carl, Serena, Naomi, Rachel, Nadia, Kyle, Sonia, Trinity, Father Don Batista and family, and parish, Melissa, for <coughs> and for the Marines and Sailors
6: of Camp Pendleton.
5: Draw our hearts to remember the poor and broken as we receive the body and blood of Jesus. May we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, the martyrs, and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him, with him, and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, our honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever.
2: Amen. Amen. Jesus took taught us to call God our Father, and so we have courage to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ, our Passover sacrificed for us. Therefore, Therefore, let let us
6: keep the peace.
2: Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
1: world.
2: The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to the Supper of the Lamb. Protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, humble, and do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who roam through the world seeking ruin of our souls. Remember the Gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to Himself, not counting men's sins against them. God's force is not against us. God's waiting and waiting to move dramatically in our lives and to bless us, to lead us. And best of all, He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain you always. Amen. That's right, Lord. And
1: the sound of